What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Vanguard Project. I hope you are all having a great day so far. And uh, before we jump into an awesome episode with Mr. Sammy from Sierra Element, uh, a couple quick announcements. Uh, first thing, if you haven't yet, please take just a second to like, subscribe, and leave a review for the show. I would love to see some more uh, some more reviews come in because uh, little do you know how, uh, how much that means to me. It's a simple thing, but man, it really floats my boat and uh, gives me a little bit more motivation to continue pushing forward forward. Uh, not to mention too, it actually helps with the show. I don't know how the formulas work and I haven't even spent time looking into it, but I've heard that uh, it helps get the show some more exposure. So if you guys don't mind just taking a half a second to leave a rating or a review, a comment, whatever you might feel like doing, uh, it would mean the world to me. Um, I'd also like to uh, sh shout out to uh, our sponsors for the show for uh, for making the show possible and available to you all. Uh, first of all would be a Mountain Primal Meat Company. Mountain Primal is based out of Colorado. They uh, produce 100% organic Highland cattle. I'm a big fan of pretty much all their cuts. Uh, I think that my favorite thing is their fuel sticks, which are, um, they're basically like the size of a Slim Jim that you can pack around with you pretty much anywhere. They fit perfectly into a range bag, um, your ruck if you're out running around town, um, if you're out there hunting, glassing on the mountain. I know hunting season is here, so if you need something that's uh, small but protein pa or packed full of protein, those things are perfect. So if you do... Uh, uh, be sure to check them out at uh, mountainprimal.com and use code Vanguard for 15% off. Uh, and also, considering that it is hunting season, uh, Everly Stock. Everly Stock is based out of Boise here, uh, just about 30 minutes down the road from me. And uh, they make pretty much a full lineup of hunting, outdoor, tactical gear, pretty much ranging from day pack, assault pack, hunting uh, hunting frames and lightweight gear to a full lineup of technical clothing for uh, hunting. And honestly, they've got some stuff that I would totally wear to the office. So uh, be sure to take a look at them and uh, give them a call. Let them know what Austin from the Vanguard Project sent you. And uh, other than that, I think that's it. So uh, let's roll an awesome episode and you guys have a great one. is up everyone welcome to the vanguard project for those of you joining for the first time uh my name is austin jardine and uh, i'm just a dude outside of boise idaho that uh, loves talking and hearing people's stories uh this podcast i hope does just that by focusing on sharing people's stories understanding who they are what they do what it's taken to get to where they're at uh, all with the hope of relating to you in a way that gets you excited about something you love maybe try something new, or at least provide you with some tools to tackle life. And if you can see the video right now, I talk with my hands. I'm sure Sammy's probably like, what is going on? But one thing, uh, and, and I don't use a video, but one thing I am in love with with this podcast is uh, how readily people are willing to share connections and get other people's stories out there. And hopefully again, you know, inspire you to do something. And uh, today is one of those days where a previous guest uh, got uh, the today's guest and myself connected. So with that being said, uh, I have Mr. Sammy on the phone with me, who is not only a cadre over at Sierra Element, but you're kind of a stud. You do a lot of different things that we talked on the phone last week to kind of catch up and gauge, you know, if you wanted to chat, whatnot. But uh, I'm excited. You do a lot of cool stuff. So uh, we're recording on a Tuesday night. I see you've got your whiskey drink. How's it going, Absolutely. dude? <laughs> Good. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. So 
I know you've listened to a couple. We talked about it a, a little bit beforehand. So we'll kind of just roll it like, you know, like normal. So uh, we'll just start with an introduction of, you know, just who you are a little bit, and then I'll interrupt and kind of just get to know you and see uh, what cool things you've learned along the way. Sounds good, man. Um, yeah, my name is Sammy Briggs, and I've been a uh, police officer for 20, just about 22 years with the Los Angeles Police Department. Uh, up until about four years ago, I worked, uh, I worked all patrol. So I worked, in, uh, I worked in San Fernando Valley. I worked in South Central doing various assignments. And then uh, through some, I guess you could call it uh, unusual circumstances, I got, uh, I got recruited into the uh, firearms training section at the uh, Los Angeles Police Department. So for the last uh, three or four years, I've been teaching, uh, teaching firearms. So teaching the recruits and teaching in-service uh, pistol, shotgun, uh, not so much rifle, mostly pistol, shotgun. And uh, during that time, uh, I started uh, uh, I started competitive shooting, USPSA competitive shooting. Fell head over heels in love with it. Um, it, it it's a it's kind of an addiction. So I know you've yeah. done it before. It's a, it's an addiction. And uh, and I also started teaching for uh, Sierra Element. So I'm one of the instructors over at uh, Sierra Element with Victor Lopez. So that's uh, that's kind of my background, man. That's awesome. I don't, I don't know if you'd say I'm a stud or not, but, uh, you know, just, oh, uh, yeah. Well, I feel like working patrol for 20 years, like, I mean, that, that qualifies in my, in California to say the least, I feel like, like qualifies you as being a stud. So how, how did you get into law enforcement? I mean, did you grow up in a, in a blue family or were you, was it kind of just a random thing that you're like, I want to go get bad guys off the street? Uh, well, I guess it's, uh, I grew up in the Midwest and I had an uncle. He was a, uh, he was a sheriff for a large, uh, large agency out there. I won't throw that out there, but, uh, uh he was, a, yeah, he was a, he was a sheriff deputy and he'd always, uh, he'd always come home with a bunch of, bunch of cool stories to tell at <laughs> Christmas. And, and I'm like, man, this sounds like a, this sounds like a bitch in time, man. This sounds like a good time. So, uh, it was kind of funny because, uh, when, uh, uh, when I was talking to him about it, when I was maybe 16 years old, I said, uh, I said, Hey, uncle Sam, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of becoming a police officer. He said, he said, okay, cool. But you know, no matter what you do, don't be a cop in Los Angeles. Don't be an LAPD <laughs> <officer."> <laughs> So, uh, uh, you know, needless to say, I didn't, uh, I didn't listen to him. Was there a reason for that? Or was it, was it kind of just a joke? No, nah, it wasn't a joke so much. So, uh, after, uh, um, after I decided not to continue my career with community college anymore, yeah. I needed to do something with my life. So I packed up my stuff and drove out to California when I was, uh, when I was a teenager and, uh, ended up in Los Angeles to get into the music business. I did that for about, uh, two years, decided, Hey, this wasn't for me. It was just an office job. And then I thought, you know what, I want to, I, I want to do what I've always wanted to do. I want to be a police officer. So, yeah. you know, uh, so the music business ended up, uh, kind of transferring over to law enforcement as far as the area goes. So that's a, you know, pretty interesting shift i mean it was a pretty yeah it was a very interesting shift so what what led that i mean i mean was there a particular thing about law enforcement that you were excited about uh well you know I, it was it's funny because i was actually just talking to my to my wife about this when i uh, when i moved out to los angeles i i fell in love with the city man especially you know you're in your you know early late teens early 20s i mean los angeles is the place to be and, oh for sure and, uh you know I, I thought the city was so great i'm like hey i gotta i gotta do my part so um that was, you know, that, and, uh, you know, I needed to make a living for myself and, uh, I just, I liked the job, you know, I liked, uh, I liked all the stories that my uncle told and it just seemed like a, it seemed like something kind of fit my personality, I guess you could say. So yeah. it was kind of a, it was kind of a no brainer at that point that yeah. this is what I want to do. And I actually, I tried out for a couple different agencies, but LAPD ended up picking me up first. So I, I went with it, man. 
That's pretty cool. So I know, I imagine, I know the process changes for hiring pretty frequently, right? Um, does, what was, yeah. what was your experience like going through that? And I mean, did you learn anything either about the job itself that maybe got you more excited or a little turned off by it and made you want to keep going? Ooh, good question, man. Um, it, it is, it is significantly different. Uh, you know, you think you know what the job is when you're going into it. You're like, oh, okay, I've been around police officers all my life and I've been pulled over and I've been, you know, uh, this and that. And everybody thinks they know what cops do. But uh, the reality is, is that nothing, nothing really prepares you for it until you're actually out there on the street. So um, as far as the testing process goes, oh boy, um, it, it was, it was a little bit different. We didn't have the, uh, we didn't have the, uh, we didn't have the, uh, uh, Boy, I can't remember what it's called now. The uh, polygraph. Light detector test. Yeah. The polygraph. Thank you, man. Uh, we didn't have the uh, we didn't have the polygraph, so I didn't have to do that. So it was a physical abilities test, and it was a medical exam, okay. uh, background investigation, interview, uh, and then it was all it was all pretty straightforward, I suppose. Okay. Okay. So when you get into it, um, I know some, again some agencies obviously are different. Did you go straight into patrol, and then were you able to branch out from there? Or did they have you start, like, I know some areas will make you start in detention and then are able to move out? Uh, yeah, I, so I, I went straight to patrol. Okay. It's not the, yeah, it's not like sheriffs where they, where they throw you into a jail for a little bit. It's, uh, you know, you graduate the academy and, hey, guess what? You're a sworn police officer. Boom, here you go. They put you <laughs> with a training officer and you're, you're out the door, man. So it's kind, of a, it's kind of sink or swim. You know, fortunately, I had a lot of good training officers and they, they got me through. They, they, they put up with me and I'm, I'm still here, man. Were you hard to put up with? Were you stubborn? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't be stubborn as a probationer. <laughs> That's <laughs> true, but you, know, you won't make it very far. Yeah, you would, you would not. And I think, I think because I wasn't stubborn that I, that I actually pulled through. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So did you have any like uh, area of specialty that you wanted to get into? I mean, I know that you can go narcotics or, um, you know, be, uh, oh gosh, what is it? The alcohol. Uh, vice. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Were you able, did you have a specific area that you wanted to go to or did you just step into it? Like, Hey, I, I just know that I want to be out on the street. Uh, I, honestly, I just wanted to be out on the street, man. I just wanted to be a cop. So, which is, which is kind of, I guess it's kind of stupid looking at all the opportunity that LAPD presents. I mean, you could do vice, you could do gangs, you could do narcotics, you could do SWAT, Metro uh, mounted. You could, there's all kinds of opportunities with LAPD, but honestly, man, I just wanted to be a police officer. I just wanted to work the streets and that's, you know, that's what I did for geez, about, about 18 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I've heard, you know, that there's just crazy opportunities that if you really just keep your ear out, I mean, as long as you're willing to kind of put up with it, you can, you can do some really, really crazy stuff. I was talking to one of my buddies last night who different agency, different time in California and he was talking about guys that were doing um, like marijuana busts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the way that he was describing it sounded like uh, they were, you know, it was like a gang war in Colombia or whatever. I was like, <laughs> what? Like that's in California, you know? So, um, all right, man. So how did you, so maybe a personal question, if you're cool with it. And again, we can get as deep as you want, but I know that Law enforcement can be extremely stressful, right? You know, my wife works in law enforcement. You guys all see some crazy shit that is very hard to handle sometimes. Um, did you ever have times where you're like, either felt maybe a little stuck, had, a, had an experience that you needed to rely on other people or having to navigate something that was a bit challenging? Uh, oh yeah, all the time. So when I, uh, when I got out of the field, I was a training officer and uh, uh, in LAPD, we call it a P3. So I was a P3 and I was a training officer for, for a while. Um, 
probably probably over 12 years. And I guess I didn't, I, I wasn't really great at anything, but I always knew who to call or who to ask. So yeah, I mean, you, unless you're, unless you're some superstar cop, I mean, you, you always got to rely on your partners, man. You always yeah. got to, there's always somebody that knows more than you. So you got to, you got to, you got to know who to reach out to and, you know, whether it's helped with something a little bit obscure, like a, like a forgery report or something that we don't see that often, or, you know, any, any weird tactical situation. Yeah. We're, we're always relying on other people for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, oh man, I lost my question. My phone just went off and I was like, <laughs> I had a really fun one to think about. Um, did you have anything that you were super excited about that you didn't know about the job when you started? Um, I, I think, I think most of just the stuff that you see every day, especially when I worked down in South Central, um, like every day you, there would be something that you would see that was just like, what the, like, I can't believe this is America. Like, I can't believe I'm actually seeing this go down in America or this person do that in America in the country that I live in. It's, it's almost like a foreign country. It's a, it's pretty interesting to say the least. Yeah. Um, so did, did, did I answer the question properly? Yes. I don't know. Oh, no, you're <laughs> fine. You're fine. Yeah. Oh my God, so, yeah. That's funny. So now I was talking to, uh, to Vic briefly before we, before he, you know, connected us and, and I'm going to float your boat a little bit, but he was telling me that you just got your master's card in USPSA, which I've only done a little bit of USPSA stuff. And I have such a mad respect for you guys. Cause you're so freaking fast. So how did you get into USPSA? Uh, I got into USPSA. Uh, thank, thank you, by the way, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Victor. Um, I got into USPSA when I got into the farms unit and I wanted to, I guess I wanted to kind of up my game a little bit because we shoot, I guess, a certain way. It's a little bit of a dogmatic approach on a lot of police departments. So it's a lot of stand and shoot Mm -hmm. for the qualification for pretty much all the qualifications that we do. And I wanted to kind of step it up. I wanted to do something a little bit more dynamic. So uh, competition seemed like the way to go, especially USPSA. Um, so I, I actually reached out to Victor who reached out to a mutual, uh, friend of ours now, uh, a guy named, uh, a guy named David N and, he, uh, David kind of took me under his wing. He's, he's been a shooter for a long time, took me under his wing. And, um, I, I shot my first match. I think it was actually a rifle match. If I remember correctly, back in 2018, um, yeah, it was a rifle match. And ever since then I fell in love with it, man. Um, and then it's been, it, it's been uh, nothing but spending a lot of, a lot of time and money on, uh, on a, on a very progressive sport. So, yeah. So I know what USPSA is. I don't know if anybody or if everybody listening does, how would you describe USPSA or explain it, I guess? Uh, oh boy. Oh, okay. I'll do my, I'll do my best here. I'll do my best. Um, <laughs> so, so with USPSA shooting, it's a, it, it's a, it's a very dynamic form of pistol shooting. Um, typically a stage, um, it, a match would consist of, uh, if it's a local match, maybe six or seven stages, and each stage has anywhere from uh, you're shooting anywhere from uh, twelve to maybe thirty-two rounds, and that's at uh, that's at multiple targets at multiple distances, and typically all the stages are different, so you're you're rarely shooting the same stage twice, uh, which is which is kind of cool for us because as police officers, we're used to shooting the same course of fire for qualification right. over and over and over again. I've been shooting the same qualification with LAPD for the last twenty years course changed one time and it was just a speed reload that's different um uspsa it's all different man um so uh the the scoring involved you're, you're shooting uh you're, you're trying to shoot as many accurate hits in the shortest amount of time possible okay this is the best way to explain the uh, the hit factor scoring that they used so yeah, it's running gunning 
running a gun. Yeah, absolutely. So if you can, if you can shoot all the targets more accurately and faster than the next guy, then you're going to produce more points. Okay. So I I've competed a little bit over the years and I feel like it, it does make me a better marksman, but also it's a different kind of mindset. I, I think, and I, and I don't know, I can't speak from firsthand experience, but I feel like it's a different mindset between competing and the real real world application of it. How do you feel that those two translate between one another? Uh, well, when you, when you look at how a gunfight is run, then I mean, typically if you're the, if you're the faster, more accurate shooter, then you're probably going to be more successful in an actual, actual street scenario. And that's, that's kind of what USPSA is all about. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a, there's a lot of people that used to, uh, kind of, kind of shit on, on competition shooting. There was the whole, whole adage, oh, that stuff will get you killed in this street. Okay. Yep. Well, we've, we've actually, you know, police departments, military, they've actually taken a lot of techniques from competitive shooting and implemented it into their training programs. Uh, LAPD has, uh, most, I think just about all the military has. Um, so it's, it's definitely applicable, uh, mindset wise. Are you, you know, are you going out there training to, you know, training to kill cardboard targets? No, of course you're not. You're, you're training to, you're training to get your shots off as fast as you can, which is of course applicable in a, in a, in a firefight. No, that was a great summary. That's a really good point. Okay. So when you started teaching then and competing, because you said you were an instructor in uh, for LAPD, is that right? Yes. Did you take those skills and, and translate them back into how you were teaching your students or was there kind of a set curriculum you were following? Uh, yeah, there's always, there's always a lot to begin, especially as an instructor. You know, I, I had the, I had the, port, uh, I'm very fortunate to be able to go to a lot of, uh, a lot of different classes and stuff. Uh, even if I have to pay for it, you know, I'm always learning. So I'm, I'll, I'll take I'll take that back with me. Um, me and another instructor, we were able to rewrite the uh, rewrite the uh, recruit curriculum. Awesome. So some of, some of what I learned through these courses and through competitive shooting, I was actually able to apply to the uh, to this new curriculum, which is you know which is awesome. So uh, you know I'm I'm lucky that I have progressive sergeants and you know good people that I work with that are that were like okay cool this is this is good stuff. So yeah, it it, it actually worked out pretty good that way. Yeah. And you said the, the route that you took to get into that role was maybe a little, little odd. Is that, is that also what you said? You kind of <laughs> yeah, I did. fell I did into it or I'll, something? I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so how then did you uh, get hooked up uh, at Sierra Element? Uh, well, I actually knew Victor Lopez for, uh, I, I've known him for probably about 10 or 12 years. You poor uh, soul. I, yeah, I know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for, for me or for him. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For both of us, maybe um, he he uh, he trained at World Muay Thai. Uh, shout out to shout out to World Muay Thai in, uh, in Santa Clarita. Uh, he trained at the Muay Thai gym over there, and then I was looking for a place to train. I started training over there, and then that's that's how I met Victor. So it wasn't actually through the police department; it was through uh, through Muay Thai. And uh, yeah, he he actually uh, he I, I used to I used to fight. Uh, sanctioned amateur fights so victor was always he was always training me he was always in my corner yeah he kicked the shit out of me when it was needed so <laughs> he did a pretty good job of so that's how that's how i got acquainted with victor and then after i uh he started he started his company sierra element uh i think i think about 10 years ago and after i got into the firearms unit he he brought me on board so okay i guess i guess the rest is history i suppose yeah so that's fair yeah so we've each other a minute yeah, that's cool. No, that's that's cool. It's always fun to have friends that take you along for the ride or are willing to go along for the ride with you. And then I've got I've got at least one buddy that I know if I was starting to be a shithead, he would 
he'd take me down in a heartbeat. Actually, I've got a couple now that I think about it. You know, we go, there's a couple guys that I've been to jujitsu in, in a couple months, but I've got a, a couple buddies there that'd be like, you son of a, you're talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've had to be checked a couple of times. So, and he's, he's always good for that. So. Yeah, that's good. So rightfully so, rightfully so. Oh yeah, but that's what good friends are for. I mean, to be honest. But so, how uh, this is this is going to be a fun question because I know all of us gun guys like to talk about what we built, why we bought it. So what what is your what is your current setup for your pistol for USPSA? And I might need you to explain it to me because I've been out of the pistol game for a hot minute. <laughs> okay. So I'm shooting a division. There's different divisions in USPSA depending on what kind of gun you shoot. So I'm shooting limited division, which is an iron sight division. Uh, and it is a, uh, it's a high capacity iron sight division. I guess that's the best way to describe it. So I'm shooting a, uh, I'm shooting an Atlas Nemesis, which is a 40 caliber 2011 pistol. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a semi-custom, semi-custom 2011, but it's a, it's a pretty damn nice gun. Um, I, I've been having some pretty good luck with it, with the exception of the last two matches, but that was not the gun. That was me, man. <laughs> that was all me. <laughs> um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's a 40 caliber uh, and yeah, 40 caliber iron. Pretty slick. What is a, why, why'd you go with 40? Uh, you, get, uh, you, you get more points. Okay. So the higher need, power factor out of it. Higher, yeah, higher power factor. So if you're shooting a, if you're shooting nine millimeter, you got what's called minor power factor. You get less points for anything other than a good A zone hit with a 40. You can get more points for anything less than an A zone hit, which means that you can kind of go a little bit faster. For me, that's fun. So okay. I can, if I can go faster and still and still win a match with a little bit of slop in my accuracy, okay, cool. That's that's fine with me. More is, more fun. Is that just based off of the recoil that the the cartridge has? Uh, well, it's based off the weight of the bullet and the velocity. Of the okay. Okay. So and that's what the power factor is. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And why iron sights? Because I know that you can go, you can go pretty crazy with some of the optics you got. You can. Yeah. The craziest division is open division. So uh, as you know, that's the division where dudes got compensators. They've got, they're running 2011s with, uh, with frame mounted optics, frame mounted red dots, and you can basically do anything to the pistol. That's a little bit too much for me. So uh, it's not, it's not realistic, uh, shooting limited. That's something realistic to what I would actually shoot in the field. Uh, I've, I've always been using iron sights. Uh, we recent, our department is recently kind of transitioning over to red dot sights. So I might end up shooting carry optics eventually, but that's a, that's a, uh, carry optics is a high capacity, uh, high capacity nine millimeter pistol with a slide mounted optic. So, okay. And all the, <laughs> All, all the all the limited shooters they kind of they kind of transitioned over to carry optics. So right now my division limited. There's not a lot of limited shooters. <laughs> I guess it's better for me because there's less competition. But at the same time, it's worse for me because again there's less competition. Right. Yeah. You you end up getting uh not not as competitive after a little while. Yeah, I try to I try to you know especially after these last two garbage matches that I shot. You know I, I definitely need to step it up. So I, I think I'm, I'm kind of my own worst enemy in that regard. Yeah. So when you started shooting the USPSA, was it pretty intimidating to get into it or were you comfortable enough behind the pistol to walk on and, and get after it? Uh, well, you know, I guess your first match is always intimidating, but you know, I, I walked out there, I was a distinguished expert pistol shooter for LAPD and I was a firearms instructor. So I thought, oh, okay, you know, I'll do pretty good at this match. No, not at all, man. <laughs> I got spanked. Dude, I got spanked by, uh, I got, I got spanked by just about everybody out there. I definitely didn't come in last place, but I would, you know, every, every old man and young lady out there, you know, they, they, 
they took it to me for sure. So yeah, it's funny. There's a so I've done a PRS for a couple of years and I haven't shot recently because it's hard to find components. But um, it was funny because you'd get guys come out and same story, right? They're like, oh, you know, I was whatever in the army or whatever in the Marine Corps. And then you'd have like Joe, the gardener, just like gas everybody. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, what in the heck just happened? And you're like, well, yeah, but these guys are like, I mean, they've got their their, their back or their uh, kitchen window goes out to a thousand yard range. So they don't even leave the house to go. Not shoot. even fair, man. Not even fair. I know. Right. But um, all right, it's, man. It, it's definitely humbling for sure. So. Oh, yeah. But it's so much fun because like most of those guys, you go out and you're like, OK, you're literally just a dude. Tell me what you know. And they'll be like, oh, here's my gun. Here's my bag. Here's my tripod. Go have fun, you know, and then they, they walk you through it. So it's it's super humbling, but it's a blast. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy, too. Like everybody's so willing to help you out. I mean, that's one of the things about uh, about the sport that I like. I mean, some, you know, some places, some some sports, it's like now everybody's trying to keep the secrets for themselves. And now this like if you need if you run out of ammo, you know, somebody's got your back. If your gun breaks here, take my gun. You know, here, here's a five thousand dollar gun. That you can you know finish this day everybody's everybody's really really helpful man so yeah that's trust five thousand dollar gun it's crazy because some of those 2011 so i've looked at i've heard of atlas i think i've held one once and you can tell that they are quality but then you look at how much they cost and you're like i also need to pay for my truck at some point Oh God, you're going to have to bleep this out if my wife hears that. <laughs> okay. I can, I can help you out on that one. No, I'll leave it. I'll, I'll deal with it, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. When uh, my, uh, so when my wife and I, or when I proposed to my now wife, mm-hmm. um, I got so much flack because my rifle, I think still costs more than her ring. So oh. I heard, I heard a lot of, which I don't think is true. At least I'm not going to let myself believe that it's true, but I heard a lot about it. So <clears throat> yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't think I'm there. So I think, I think her ring actually costs more than the, than the guns. So yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, that's yeah. good. Well, if she gives you flat, now you can be like, listen, in terms of numbers, you're, you're ahead. She's definitely ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, man, so do you have any advice for people that maybe want to get into um, law enforcement, maybe want to become a firearms instructor or start USPSA that you wish you would have known going into any of these things? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to touch on the, on the getting into law enforcement part. That's a, that's a, that's a tough thing to comment on these days. You know, there's a lot going on. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm going to stay out of it, you know, but if it's your passion, man, go for it. You know, um, you, there's, there's a lot of people out there that are going to say a lot of old school cops that are going to say, no, don't do this job. This is, you know, it's not what it used to be. You, you know, it's never what it used to be. So right. if, if you can, if you can see it in yourself to look past the, past the bullshit, and this is what you want to do, that's your passion, man, go for it. Don't listen to the, don't listen to the people that are trying to shit on this career. Cause you know, you know, some, some people are made for this job for sure. Yeah. Um, um, that's, that's all I'll say on that. Uh, as far as getting into, into shooting, boy, uh, you could, you could, you could literally go to, if you want to get into USPSA, you could go to, you could look up on a website called practice score and you could find a local match. And you could, you could go to that match with nothing. And I, I'd recommend you probably watch a match first, just so you know what you're getting into. Um, just, just hit somebody up, you know, hit up the match director, say, Hey, I've never shot USPSA before. It's something that I'm, I really want to do and they'll be happy to help you out. So it's a, you know, it's another, it's another shooter for them. So it's more money for them. And you know, if, if somebody's into it, they're into it, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
and you, you really don't need a lot. You know, if you went there with a, with a Glock 17 and three magazines and a, and a quality belt and holster, that's all you need. That's it. So you don't, you don't have to go out there and buy the expensive 2011. You don't got to have an optic, just, just whatever pistol you got, you know, as long as it's safe, you could probably shoot it. Even a, even a revolver. Yeah. Yeah. I'll echo several of those things. Right. I, I know that when people reach out for the first time, it's always fun to have a new shooter come out because for guys like me, I'm a chatterbox. So mm -hmm. I love when people come out and they start asking questions because I like I, I inundate people maybe a little bit more than I should because I'm super excited because I just want to share. Um, but when I did USPSA, the first time that I shot, I borrowed because I was like 20, I think 19 or 20. I borrowed one of my dad's pistols and it was a Ruger PD, PD9, PD5. This thing looks like a RoboCop gun, right? Like it was like now you go buy it at Cabela's and it's 300 bucks. I don't even know if they make them anymore, right? But it's like literally a brick. And I had like, oh, I think I had two, a two mag pouch and I would carry other mags in my back pocket. And that's what I ran with. Cause it's like, you know, all I could afford really, cause I was in college, but you know, you don't have to go out with anything fancy to go have a good time. No, not at all. Um, and Ben, uh, Ben Steger, who's a, who's a super famous production shooter. He got, uh, he got, uh, yeah. Uh, he got his GM card. He was a grandmaster, I think within like a month or something like that. And he was shooting a Beretta with a, with a leather holster. With, Holy shit, that's crazy. Be, hey, he he, you know, he put the screws down, man. He was he was focused for sure. So yeah, you don't you don't need anything fancy. And then hey, the other thing, man, don't don't be afraid to don't be afraid to ask questions. If there's if there's somebody who looks like they know what they're doing, you know, ask them, hit them up, ask uh, ask ask what they need to do to improve. What what drills should I work on? What what uh, what part times I'm looking for 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 these drills? Um, you know, and the, the gear is gear is secondary. Yeah, it's nice to have an expensive gun, but you don't need it. You know, I've been I've been beaten by plenty of guys that are just shooting a shooting a nine millimeter Glock. Yeah, the best shooting I've ever done has been behind um, either borrowed equipment because I was too young to purchase, right? Like my dad's pistol, um, or or gear that I could barely afford um, because I spent more time behind the gun and actually putting rounds down range. Like I spent more time snapping in and dry firing with you know less quality hardware than when I got good quality hardware, because like, you know, I burned out. <laughs> yes. I don't know, you know, sure. but, uh, but yeah, it comes down to just practicing if you want to yeah. get good. Um, are you, uh, are you on any groups like on social media or anything that you can kind of reach out to other shooters in the area and, and connect? Uh, I am, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not really on any groups, but I, I do have a, I do have an Instagram, I suppose mm -hmm. public Instagram. So if anybody wanted to reach out, uh i don't let me let me see what my instagram name is i don't even know <laughs> yeah i ask only because i know you know that's sometimes that's hard for people to find you know practice score is one way you can find matches mm -hmm. but if you want to find the community right i know like up here you know in boise we've got several groups it's like the precision rifle groups you've got the parma rod and gun you've got the snake river and all these other ones that you can reach out to and be like yo i need parts or what are you doing who wants the carpool yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, in, if you're in, man, if you're in Southern California, you got, you got a whole bunch of options. It's great. You've got, uh, you've got Norco running guns up in Bakersfield. Uh, you got, you got uh, PRG Prada running guns over in uh, Chino, Luna del Fuego in Paula. I, I think it's in Paula, uh, Southwest Pistol League in the Valley. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch. So there's, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of places that you can go to shoot. So, and there's, and the cool thing is there's a match. There's at least, at least two matches every weekend. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
easily. Oh, that's cool. You could be busy all the time. Yeah, up at up at Five Dogs in Bakersfield, they've got matches every week, I think. So, oh yeah, it's it's crazy. It's great. It's great out here, man. It's it's funny because everybody thinks, oh, you're from California, you know, oh, anti-gun, anti-gun. No, man, we we're all about the guns out here. <laughs> I'm telling you, we got more matches than anybody. Maybe not Arizona, but anybody else. We got we got a ton of matches out here. It's great. Yeah, well, it's because there's a lot of folks out there, and I'm sure that that helps quite a bit too, as far as matches probably getting some good stores down there as far as ammunition and everything goes you probably see some fancy some fancy hardware down there too yeah well we got that we do have some pretty restrictive laws so we got that whole Mm -hmm. officer thing so it's hard to you know unless you're a cop it's hard to it's hard to get certain guns and uh yeah components i think they're hard to find any place so yeah Yeah, awesome man well i feel like i'm fresh out of questions is there anything that you would like to maybe talk a little bit more about anything that you feel like we might have missed. Keep talking guns. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll, yeah, I'll bring this up, man. There's speaking of speaking of gun owners. There's a, there's a lot of new gun owners out there, and I know this uh, is might kind of sound like a plug, but uh, um, if if you're one of the new new gun owners, get yourself some training. So it, it is that important. Uh, it shooting is not really something that you can learn from from a video. Uh, it's not something you can learn from books. That's a good supplement for sure. But I mean, you really should get some hands-on training um, just to, just to make sure that you understand proper safety, proper gun handling uh, and, and understand the fundamentals of marksmanship. So, okay. It, it is, it is an investment, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's definitely worthwhile. And I'm not saying come train with us. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good instructors out there, uh, but vet your instructors, man. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of crappy instructors. There's also a lot of good instructors. So, yeah, you know, that's a good point. I'll ask you a similar question. I remember asking Victor, you know, when we talked is, is how for a new shooter, how would you suggest people go finding a class, um, you know, to go learn. And then also, you know, to the extent maybe you're aware or, or willing to talk about is, is vetting instructors, because to your point, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of options out there, you know, yeah, definitely are. and unless you know what you're looking for, it's kind of hard to be like, Oh yeah, I need to go do this thing. Um, okay. Well, a couple things. So just because, just because, uh, just because you're a, you're a masterclass competitive shooter does not necessarily mean that you can teach just because you're a Navy SEAL does not mean you can teach just because you're an LAPD firearms instructor does not necessarily mean that you can teach. So there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, what, what you should do is get in touch with the community, either through me or through, you know, Facebook groups or whatever, and find out who can, who can actually walk the walk and talk the talk. So if you can, if you can shoot well and convey information and it's good information, like those, those three things are golden. So, uh, I, you know, it's a, and there's, there's, there's not that many people out there that have the complete package, you know? Uh, I, I think that we do a pretty good job. Uh, if you're, you know, JJ Rakaza, he's an awesome instructor, Ben Steger, he's an awesome instructor, you know, that, that whole group. But um, just because somebody's got a, a badass Instagram following or something like that doesn't necessarily mean you're a good instructor or what they're teaching is legitimate. So uh, yeah, it, it's going to take a little bit of research on your part or, you know, hit, hit, hit one of us up, you know, somebody's, if somebody's a good instructor, help, I'll say it, you know? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's plug Sierra then. So you, you guys are in Southern California, but I think Victor said you guys do a little bit of traveling. So are you guys isolated for the most part to California or are you branching out a little bit? Uh, we're branching out a little bit. Uh, Victor teaches classes down in uh, where is it? Uh, down in Arizona every now and again. Um, I'm for the most part. I'm in I'm in Southern California, uh, but yeah, we're we're definitely definitely willing to branch out for sure. Okay, and you guys teach several courses, uh, including what carbine, long range, 
ETV, UTV? What are, what are, what are, what are people looking at when they look at your courses? Uh, well, Victor's, Victor's been focusing a lot on the rough terrain courses. So that kind of focuses on a, on a practical application of marksmanship in a, in a more urban environment. So it's not just static range shooting. It's actually uh, moving, shooting around obstacles, using cover and support, uh, stuff like that in, a, in an actual, actual real environment. So fortunately, in California, we've got some cool ranges that support that type of shooting. Um, and then uh, he's, also, he's also doing a bunch of classes like the, like the UTVs and stuff like that. Uh, we're also branching off into teaching red dot, a lot of rifle. We're probably bringing a shotgun back. Shotgun's kind of been the forgotten weapon for a long time, but sure. Hey, people are, people are requesting it. So, and it's a, you know, it's a great weapon, weapon system for sure. So, you know, we're bringing that back as well. Uh, Victor does a lot of the long range stuff, obviously with his uh, background as a Marine Corps sniper. And then uh, I do, I do a lot of the pistol. So. Okay. You got the complete package out there. Uh, yeah, we, we do, but we're also not going to bullshit you. So, <laughs> you know, like if I don't know something, I don't know it, you know, somebody says, Hey, what about, I, if I don't know, I don't know. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not, neither is Victor. So neither, neither are any of the instructors with us. So awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, we, yeah. Are, we know what we know. That's cool. Yeah. I was watching, uh, or I've looked at several of your courses and stuff and I would love whenever, whenever I can make time, I would love to get down and come train with you guys. Cause I know you work with Kiyaki or you've worked with Kiyaki a little bit at one point and I'd love to come down and hang out with all you guys because there's a lot of knowledge down there. So. Yeah. There's a, and there's a, there's a lot of instructors and there's a lot of instructors in California, man. There's a bunch. Well, I hope you all enjoyed today's episode with Sammy and uh, maybe got a little excited about jumping into uh, USPSA or law enforcement, whatever the case may be. Um, as, as far as USPSA goes, uh, I'll link in the episode description a couple of things that we talked about um, as far as um, practice score. I'll link USPSA's website as well. And then um, also maybe just a couple of comments around um, how to maybe find some groups in your area on um, Facebook, which for me has been kind of one of those really good areas to go identify groups and whatnot related to to USPSA, um, for me, not USPSA specifically, but PRS, um, because that's where you can find a lot of other communities around either um, getting started, uh, gear reviews, picking the right gear, finding local matches, carpooling, stuff like that. Um, so I'll make sure that some commentary is uh, wrapped around that. But beyond that, I'll link in the episode description, like I said, uh, Practice Course website, um, Sierra Element, and then um, my uh, contact information as well. So if you guys feel the need to reach out or get connected in some way, shape, or form for me to point you in the right direction, um, I will do my best. But beyond that, I hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah.